0: ding <laughs> aboard to this week in Nickelodeon history my name is Captain Eric and it's a pleasure to have you here as we celebrate some Nickelodeon anniversaries that have taken place in between the times of February 12th to February 18th and this week we are starting back 32 years ago all the way in 1991 on February 16th we had the premiere of Welcome Freshman on Nickelodeon the show, created by Robert Mittenthal, ran for three seasons of 49 episodes. Twenty-three years ago, on February 11th, 2000, the Nickelodeon movie Snow Day premiered in theaters. Directed by Chris Koch, the movie was made on a budget of $13 million and made over $62 million at the box office. Certainly a hit for Nickelodeon and Paramount, though what's interesting about this film is is that originally, the screenplay was based on the adventures of Pete and Pete. That's right, the Nickelodeon series once had a film version of itself in the works, though, of course, at whatever time that that script was done, they decided to not move forward with a film based on the adventures of Pete and Pete, but decided to keep the script, change up a few of the names and the situations, and release it as the Snow Day you know of today. Although, if you are a current Paramount Plus subscriber, you may see the reboot of Snow Day pop up if you are looking for this film. And honestly, if you're going to remake any sort of movie, making it a musical when it wasn't one before is always a creative way to still be able to play with these old toys in an entirely new environment. Think of The Producers, Little Shop of Horrors, other projects that benefited off of becoming a musical. 21 years ago, on February 16th, 2002, the Rocket Power TV movie, Race Across New Zealand, premiered. If you were a fan of Rocket Power, you certainly didn't want to miss this. It is one of the best Rocket Power episodes I can recommend to you. It had such an effect on me, it was the first time I ever came across the idea of Zorbing, which is those giant plastic ball structures that you can climb into and you get tossed down a, a giant hill. You're bouncing around inside of the plastic ball. Zorbing is awesome. And this was the first time I had ever come across it. And it was also the first time I ever heard of the, of the brand of Vegemite or the, the food or sauce spreading. It is a wild piece of New Zealand, Australia culture, it's big over there, it's a its a spreadable uh, paste for toast, it's very salty, it's not something that you're going to want to have a lot of, and unfortunately I have yet to try it myself, but I have heard from people who have had it of their experiences, but the entire time that you're watching this movie, the character of Tito is on a never-ending quest for this delicious Vegemite that he unfortunately doesn't like when he comes across it in the end. But uh, it was the first time ever hearing of that. And having Tito have this unquenching thirst for this Vegemite always had the stuff in the back of my head. So if I am ever in Australia, in New Zealand, in that part of the world, I will certainly have to try Vegemite in its in its native land. It's not fair if I just buy it from the grocery store or buy it online uh, unless... That's something you think I should try. Well, then, of course, by all means, the captain will oblige. The entire point of the movie is the four characters of Rocket Power, the main characters Otto, Reggie, Twister, and Sam, uh, making their way to a international competition in New Zealand of extreme sports between all these other teams. And you get to go through their drama and their trials through this entire concourse of extreme sports if you have never watched rocket power this may be in the top five rocket power episodes items you could watch to get an entire idea as to what the the show is about and this one certainly gives enough time to its characters and any of the personal issues they have from the last time i watched it it still holds up to this day so it still gets a recommendation from Captain Eric. Fifteen years ago, on February 14th, 2008, the Nickelodeon movie The Spiderwick Chronicles premiered in theaters, directed by Mark Waters. The movie was made on a budget of $90 million and made over $164 million at the box office. Not only did I see this movie in theaters, but this was the last movie that I saw in my absolutely favorite movie theater of all time. There was the Showcase Cinemas in East Windsor, Connecticut. When you walked into the theater, not only did they have the giant movie posters that you may see in other theaters, but special to this theater was this giant neon display that cascaded right above the entryway to all the theaters. It had King Kong and other references to other movies, and every time I was in that theater, I would stare at that thing. It was, for me as a fan of movies, the mecca to go to four movies. And unfortunately, one day they decided that the theater was going to close. And of course, it was around the year 2008, because this was the final movie I saw in that theater. I saw it with a friend. The one thing I can't remember is if I had planned for this movie to be the final movie in that theater. I don't remember if going to see The Spiderwick Chronicles if there was knowledge that the theater was closing, but this ended up being the last movie I saw in that theater. The Spiderwick Chronicles movie was based on the book series of the same name, and you would imagine, with that, they would have wanted to spawn an entire series of Spiderwick Chronicles movies, and even with the slight success it had at the box office, it apparently wasn't enough to continue the film series, although a few years ago, Paramount announced that it would... Co produce a TV series of the Spiderwick Chronicles alongside 20th Century Television and Disney, with the TV series premiering on Disney Plus at some point in the future. So, if you're a fan of the Spiderwick Chronicles, certainly stay tuned for that. 15 years ago, on February 18th, 2008, the Fairly Odd Parents TV movie Fairly Odd Baby premiered on Nickelodeon. The Fairly Odd Parents, created by Butch Hartman, finally returned with Fairly Odd Baby after a long period of time where there was a definitive end to the Fairly Odd Parents. Now, according to Butch Hartman, the Fairly Odd Parents had been canceled on and off again a multitude of times over its time. On television, which is incredibly weird. It was always a strong ratings pull. And it was almost like Viacom and Nickelodeon were playing Big Bob Bataki and Miriam Pataki respectively, and treating SpongeBob SquarePants like Olga and the Fairly Odd Parents like Helga. Everything that Olga did, no matter how small and minuscule, was projected as perfect. But everything that Helga did, no matter how tremendous it was for her character, was practically ignored. And that's how the Fairly Odd Parents must have felt. They were, by all accounts, after the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour 3 canceled. There were so many reports online of staffers of the Fairly Odd Parents and the Adventures of Jimmy Neutron announcing that after the special, there was only a handful of episodes ready to air but that was it. After some time away, an idea was born, no pun intended, of Cosmo and Wanda giving birth to the very first fairy baby in 10,000 years, an event so massive, more than 8 million, almost 9 million people tuned in to check out. The movie was such a hit for Nickelodeon that subsequent seasons of The Fairly Odd Parents would try similar tactics of introducing new characters with big events surrounding them, but of course, nothing would ever reach the popularity of Fairly Odd Baby. The character of Poof, the new baby, the fairy baby, the first one born in 10,000 years, is a wonderful addition to the cast there are those out there who feel like baby poof's inclusion in the show like baby dills and rugrats was the point of jumping the shark for the show but for me personally i feel like his inclusion was not only justified but it added some extra layers to the show there were episodes that were of course about poof and adventures he would have with timmy or when they would introduce the preschool element but there were also episodes where poof was just there in the background alongside his parents and not really adding to the story and not really getting into the way and the dynamic of Cosmo, Wanda, and Timmy as subsequent new characters would so I honestly give Poof the pass here if you have never seen the Fairly Odd Baby TV movie it is certainly one that I wouldn't start out with if you're not a fan of the Fairly Odd Parents or have never watched it but if you are a fan and have never seen it do yourself a favor and watch The Fairly Odd Baby. It is certainly a fun time. Fourteen years ago on February 16th, 2009, SPECTACULAR premiered on Nickelodeon. The TV movie directed by Robert Iscove garnered 3.7 million viewers during its premiere. Ten years ago on February 15th, 2013, the final episode of Planet Sheen premiered on Nickelodeon. Created by Keith Alcorn and Steve Odenkirk, the show was developed by Stephen Banks and ran for one season of 26 episodes. Planet Sheen is a spin-off of the adventures of Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius, and it takes the ever-so-popular idea in Hollywood of taking the comedy goofball character from one show that everybody laughs at, and people think, oh, well, they should be the main character of their own show, and takes Sheen Estevez, and sends him on a far-off trip out of Retroville, off of Earth, onto a new planet known as Xenu, where there are a few characters that are nice allegories to the characters of Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius, though they are no replacements to the real thing. The show is not as beloved as its predecessor, and in my honest opinion, is a bit of a letdown. There are just many parts of this show that cannot replace the adventures of Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius, from the writing to the overall atmosphere, the animation, there just isn't much that you can find in this show comparatively. Now, on its own, there are still voice acting and character designs that are worth looking into and worth watching and enjoying, and I'm sure that there are those working behind the scenes on Planet Sheen that enjoyed what they were working on and tried their best to make a good show but as a follow-up to the adventures of Jimmy Neutron boy genius it really is a bit of a face plant I happen to rewatch the opening of the pilot of this show for the preparation of this podcast and let me tell you it does such a disservice to the character of Jimmy Neutron not only that he puts Sheen in this situation But we're not really given any clear evidence that Jimmy is out there looking for his friend. Like, he knows the rocket left Earth. You would think that he's out there searching for him, and maybe he is, but that is a more interesting story than whatever is happening on planet Sheen, so hopefully if Jimmy Neutron gets a chance to shine in the limelight yet again, one episode is devoted to the rescue of Sheen from the planet Xenu as a nice little tying of ends to this entire experience. Nine years ago, on February 17th, 2014, Breadwinners premiered on Nickelodeon, created by Steve Borst and Gary Durafili. The show ran for two seasons of 40 episodes. Missing this entry from last week, eight years ago, on February 6th, 2015, the SpongeBob movie Sponge Out of Water premiered in theaters. The Nickelodeon movie was directed by Paul Tibbett and was made on a budget of roughly 60 to $74 million, and took home more than $325 million at the box office. Spongebob's second film may not be as beloved as his first, but don't let that fool you. This is still an extraordinarily fun time with Spongebob and his friends in a long-format story. Almost the entirety of the marketing of this film was based off the last portion of the movie where the characters would finally make their way onto land in their new 3D forms and then turn into superheroes fighting the new bad guy, played beautifully by Antonio Banderas. I am a big fan of Burger Beard, the pirate, and his whole inclusion in this world. Now, I'm a fan of the fact that that the majority of this film is traditionally animated. It looks like the show. I like that. But I can understand why fans who thought that they were getting an entire 3D, or at least the majority of the film would be 3D Spongebob, felt like the rug was pulled under them. I completely understand that. I was on the other side of that fence where I saw the marketing of this film and I was worried that it wasn't going to feature as much traditional 2D animation as it ended up featuring so I was surprised, I was happy but I completely understand to those of you out there who felt like you were duped it certainly was not right of them to focus so much on that end portion of the film in the marketing but that's how marketing goes sometimes they focus so much on one part of the movie that it just encapsulates every bit 8 years ago on February 16th 2015, the TV movie Splitting Adam premiered on Nickelodeon. Directed by Scott McAboy, the movie featured Nickelodeon stars Jace Norman and Jack Griffo. That may be it for the anniversaries but now it is time for Captain Eric's top five of the week and since we were talking and celebrating Planet Sheen I figured let's give some Nickelodeon spin-offs a try and take a character from one show and put them in an entirely new situation. Number five is a bit of a cheat, and it's not necessarily taking a side character and putting them in a different situation. It is taking a main character of a show, but I think the situation at hand lends itself enough to being a spin off. Now, we did celebrate the Fairly Odd Parents in this episode as well, and considering the Fairly Odd Parents, Fairly Odd, or even exists, there still seems to be love. For the IP of the fairly odd parents. So lend me your ears for this idea. What if, due to a poorly worded wish, Timmy Turner was forced inside of an entire story arc of the Crimson Chin? It's not necessarily one issue, one villain, but an arc that takes over the course of an entire season of a show. This is a show about the Crimson Chin and Cleft. The Boy Chin Wonder. Timmy is stuck until the entire arc of this story is seen through, and this is a way for Nickelodeon to now parody more of these serialized shows, including some of the modern-day superhero tropes of these 2000-aughts. So I gotta think that that is a fantastic idea of continuing the Fairly Odd Parents IP in a new, interesting way. Number four is taking the characters of the Greaser Dogs from Cat Dog and putting them out on the road in an Easy Rider like scenario, a spin off of music, a spin off of adventures, and a spin off of self discovery. I have no idea what this show is called, but I honestly believe that if any side characters out there were given their own show, As a group, the Greaser Dogs have enough personality to carry the weight of their own show. Number three is a story of survival. What happens when the Wild Thornberries make their way to a suburban environment and Donnie and Darwin are lost in an entirely new jungle, a concrete jungle? This idea is so intriguing to me, taking the wild child of the jungle and this chimpanzee and putting them in a multitude of different environments to try to get them back home to their family is something I would certainly want to watch. Number two is a spinoff of Danny Phantom, and it stars Danny Phantom, his female cousin, who is actually a clone of Danny, and it's called Ghost Zone Combat. Danny Phantom finds herself in a federation of ghosts around the ghost zone who are bored with some of their time and want to showcase their skills to the rest of the ghost zone it is a wrestling ufc style show where the ghosts can't necessarily die from their injuries so it's just about who can knock out their opponent and the show is about danny ascending the ranks to becoming number one in this federation My number one choice may seem a bit weird, but stick with me. Take the character of Twister from Rocket Power. Take him out of ocean shores and put him into an art school environment or some sort of film school environment where he's able to hone in on his filmmaking skills that he clearly has. This character certainly deserves some extra development in his life. And out of a lot of the Nicktoons I started thinking about who could handle their own spinoff, I was then starting to think about some of the characters who could benefit from being moved from their original location. Certainly, if you have any other ideas for Nickelodeon spinoffs that you would like to see, I would love to see those in the comments below. So if you're listening to this episode on your podcast platform of choice, Head over to youtube.com slash at the Eric and find this episode and let me know in the comments below. And that is going to be it for this week in Nickelodeon history. Thank you for coming aboard and joining me. Your time is appreciated and makes this worthwhile if you would like to find the captain on social media you can do so on twitter at i'm ready podcast and on instagram at SpongeBob podcast if you would like to write into the show questions comments and suggestions can be sent to nickelodeon history at gmail.com if you would like to support the captain the two best ways you can do so are one subscribing to the captain eric youtube channel youtube.com at the Captain Eric or click on the YouTube link in the podcast description below and click the subscribe button You can hit the bell if you would like to it will let you know anytime the captain puts something out But by subscribing it is by all means the best way to show your support But if you'd like to go the extra mile you can click on the red bubble link in the podcast description Where you can find a bunch of Captain Eric logos and art that you can put on a multitude of different products Anything is your choice stickers t-shirts hats Anything that comes in from my projects, go directly back into my projects, and it is always appreciated. Once again, thank you for being a part of the Ready Crew, and thank you for coming aboard. Please stay safe, be kind to one another, and come aboard again to another episode of This Week in Nickelodeon History. I'm here with my friends, to the song